Hi, I'm Celeste. Hi, I'm Richard. Hey, I'm Christy. And I'm Tally. We're the hosts of Unethical Podcast. Every episode, we take a humorous dive into a case study that poses an ethical question, like, should mentally ill murderers ever be released? No. We discuss what the outcomes of these cases are and what they should be with a unique guest host every episode. Richard needs some more testosterone around here. Nah, I think it's mostly coming from Celeste. Girls are mean. Our podcast is no holds barred, true crime, comedy, adult content, and definitely not for everybody. But like most people can handle swear words and stuff, right? Am I right about that? No. No. You can subscribe wherever you eat your podcast to listen. Follow us on Instagram where we post our teasers to guess what's coming next. And join us on Facebook to get involved in the conversations. I done an antigen test and it for some reason came up super eight. I don't know what that means. What the fuck? If my mother asked me for that, I wouldn't do it. In fairness, Denzel Washington as the Punisher would be pretty cool too, wouldn't it? Did you see that video um, this morning from England of someone's wheelie bin literally being in the air? And, you know, it, it kind of it was a real challenge to me because I consider myself reasonably internet literate in terms of what's true, what's not. Mm. And I could not fucking decide if that was a real video of someone's wheelie bin 80 feet in the air, slowly rotating as if caught in a tornado, or if it was some joke <laughs> that I was too stupid to distinguish. And I was just like, yeah, that's I- what the storm is like. I mean, it sounds like we're getting towards Vine territory with the lawnmower flying into the sky. <laughs> no, it genuinely, it looked like that, or it looked like um, <laughs> it looked like someone had decided to do a found footage like version of Twister, you know, um, <laughs> but with Birmingham accents or whatever were the accents during it. But it looked fucking weird. It was because there's almost something serene about a wheelie bin when it's not on the ground, when it has left the surly bonds of Earth. Yeah, it's just sort of like sort of like a swan slowly rotating in the air you know what else got blown in by a storm the promo that played at the start of this episode from our friends over on unethical should we listen to it i haven't heard it i mean you can listen to it if you want i've already listened to it i've shared it there it's only a minute long promo our friends we've been talking to them for quite a while and and i'm not going to name names on who forgot to email who or who still hasn't sent them a promo but they uh they sent to the promo and i've it's going to be at the start of this episode. You should check them out. They're good guys. Very nice people. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll like what it. They, what would they want with the likes of us? Because, well, you know, everyone has to have an evil twin. Which is where which is where Morning Brew fits in with every podcast. We're the evil oh. twins of podcasts. Well, so what is, say, what well, is at least they're po- not them. What is their podcast called? And what is it about? It's the Unethical Podcast. It's a true crime, true, oh, now I'm all over the place. You've caught me on a bad day. It, it's a it's a comedy podcast. They go through case studies with with um, kind of like a true crime kind of vibe, and they talk about it. And it's usually cases that are um, either 
on the verge of ethical or, or completely unethical. And they just kind of, they talk about it. Good guys. I've listened to their show a couple of times before. Um, uh, quite a while ago, but uh, yeah, check them out. Um, they're, they're good people. I, I have to, I have to confess that I've absolutely never listened to this podcast before, but I will now listen to this podcast because I just want to figure out how they're, how true crime and comedy is going to mix, you know, as a format. Yeah. Well, you know, you can give them a shot. Oh, that's cool. We'll put a link, I we'll was, put a link in the description I was, well. look, I was looking for something new to listen to when I went to the gym. You can't be all your New York Times podcasts and serial. I feel like a true crime is a great genre to work out to because you can just tell yourself, great, now that I'm getting more and more strong, I can fucking hold off the criminals. You know, if someone tries to murder me, they're just going to get a punch in the face as you lift weights. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I can finally get to do a crime like this. <laughs> I chose the, the difference between my perception of me and your perception of me. Anyway, I've done a very poor job of describing these guys' podcasts. The promo says it all. Give them, give them a listen. Yeah. Why don't we play it again right here? And also, this is episode 43 of Morning Brew. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 43 with myself, Stephen Burke. Of course, me, Adam Sheridan. And me, Daniel Purcell. Normally, Adam does that bit, but I just decided to hop in there. You've, yeah, you've overturned the natural order of things. I don't like it at all. Oh, you know, this podcast, the podcast is up in the air now. It's all over the place. It's weird. This is a coup. This is what this is, Steve. It's a coup. And do you know why I was able, I'm still do you know I was able to do that? I was able to stage a coup because I've, I had something to eat. I had my dinner in the middle of the day. Because now that I'm working from home a lot more often than I was before, I am in a position to have my dinner earlier in the day or a really, really big home-cooked lunch, actual cooked food. So normally, instead of being really tired after work when I'm recording the podcast, now I have bags of energy. Now you're full of beans. Yes, literally oh. beans. <laughs> I uh, for I don't know if it's coming across on the podcast too well, but I'm my 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 breath's a little bit short <laughs> at the minute, and uh, I am a little oh, there's the snow. Um, I'm a little bit worried that I potentially might have COVID. Oh shit! So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a t- <laughs> I'm gonna do a test after this podcast. Um. I picked up a couple of antigen tests. So I'm gonna gonna give them a shot soon, but uh, we, sh- we yeah, should have li- the results of the test worried. as the title of the episode, so people can look at the <laughs> yeah. episode. It's called Adam has COVID or Adam doesn't have COVID. Do you episode, do, do episode you 43, to, looking for a new host. <laughs> do you not want? Do you not want to do this podcast second live on air COVID test? Um, no, I'm it's, gonna hold off. It's hold been off. done, but it would be the first positive test on this. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You do still have the chance of making that record. That's fair. That's fair. Oh man, now it's really booking now. Snow. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit, little bit worried. Only a small bit. I, I started displaying some symptoms, um, over the last couple of days. Well, mainly, mainly yesterday. Um, <clears throat> but it could also just be I caught something on the plane on the way home. Planes are already dirty places anyway. People on planes are fucking dirty people. I could have yeah. just caught a cold or something. So we'll find out. Here's hoping. Here's here's really hoping. Every time I, I've come off a plane in the last two years, I've thought I've got COVID afterwards, and I always have symptoms, and I test, and it's always negative. I think so, it's just plane disease. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, planes are just disgusting. Like you're sitting in recycled air for hours and hours and hours and hours. People don't even wash their fucking hands. Like so, you know, they're people are just fucking coughing and sneezing and touching things, and it's gross. Planes are disgusting. Um, but. We'll find out. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that I'm safe yet again, but we'll find out. 
I've managed to avoid got... COVID for the last two years. Yeah, same. My house made oh. a COVID and I didn't catch it. My brother had it and I didn't catch it. At this stage, I'm beginning to think I may be a god. Do you My... think maybe that you are the, the antivirus to COVID? This is like in, um, what's that movie where there's that one person who can't, like the zombie movie where one person can't become a zombie and they have to like protect them because they're like the cure. That's me. <laughs> you, and maybe, and maybe Steve too. That's true. I mean, I was I was like 100% sure I was going to get COVID when, when it first happened because Aoife, obviously, frontline worker, always in front of people. Um, so I was very, I, I just assumed like, well, I'm going to get it at some point. There's no way around it. I'm just going to have to accept it and hope that it's not too bad and I'll get vaccinated once I can. But uh, I managed to avoid it. Seemingly all the way up until I finally went on a fucking vacation and took time off work after the last like number of fucking years of like switching jobs and different projects <laughs> and weddings and all that kind of horseshit. And it looks like the one time I decided, let's take a break, I, I may have killed myself. So yeah. let the kids out there, don't ever go on holiday. It could work also forever. be that it could be that standard thing for overworked people as well. Where the moment you take a break, your body's like <laughs> finally and just like Let's has, go. Every, has, has every fucking illness it's been holding off yeah. and having for the last like two years. Yeah, That's, I do. I, I do actually think I'm safe though. I don't actually think I have COVID. I just have certain symptoms, so I'm just gonna play it safe. You know, gonna. gonna see I don't have COVID. Going. I just have the virus. Don't worry. It's not <laughs> COVID is uh, mine. I done a I done an antigen test and it for some reason came up super AIDS. I don't know what that means. It's either C or T. Well, look, if you come up negative again, then we can continue to bill ourselves as the world's most COVID-resistant podcast. I mean, I think that's fair. We've all been like directly around it, and we all we've all to date so far, knock on wood, have managed to avoid it. So I think that's I think that's safe. Can't wait to catch it tomorrow after tempting fate like this. You know who fucking didn't? Tom Hanks sure fucking didn't. Which means nope. we are more durable than Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Who Tom else Hanks is in there? It. That's like early days. I remember when Tom Hanks caught it, and everyone was wondering was he going to die because no one really knew what COVID was. Yeah. What's <laughs> going to happen to Woody? <laughs> you got a friend in me. I did find. Did you see that um, that interview with Tom Hanks's son, the bad Chet. one, not the good one, Chet, where he said something <laughs> yeah. like he didn't he didn't have a parental figure in his life. But I found oh, yeah. funny. But Jesus. I found funny people being like, "Oh yeah, well, what about fucking Tom Hanks, America's dad?" And I was thinking, I mean. He would know better than you if Tom Hanks was a good dad or not, having been dadded mm. by Tom Hanks. <laughs> but also, though, like, would maybe you look at Tom, a, you look at Tom Hanks though. and think, yeah, yeah. But also, like, would you look at Tom Hanks and think, like, man, this guy's a strong male role model? He could be a fucking, he could be the worst fucking role model. I'm on Chet's side. He'd be He's always strong, making films. He'd be yeah. a strong role model if you thought you were a spaceman, but you were actually a toy. He'd be very, <laughs> he'd be very clear on what was true then. Yeah, but like, wasn't, I guess, Tom, wasn't Tom Hanks in Apollo sixteen, Apollo thirteen? Yeah, he is. With yeah. Viggo Mortensen or Ed Harris or some guy that looks like Ed. Ed, Ed Harris. Ed, Ed, ha- Ed Harris. Ed Harris is in it. Kevin Bacon's in it. I always, whenever you play that game, uh, whatever degrees of bacon, I always have to link through Apollo thirteen because I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know any other Kevin Bacon movie besides that and X Men First Class. And what, Tom what Hanks has been in more movies than Michael Fassbender. But, <laughs> X-Men, he's been in Tremors, but I've he's he's fucking the baddie. The um, I don't know what his name is. Not Magneto. I didn't realize there was a baddie in Apollo thirteen except space. No, he's the <laughs> baddie in fucking X Men First Class. What didn't you the, say? The ba- the baddie in Apollo thirteen is carbon dioxide, much like it is <laughs> in politics. 
right now. <laughs> I uh, speaking of older actors, I watched a I watched Nobody recently, actually. Um, which That's- is the essentially John Wick. People, first of all, like people keep talking about like how it's weird to see, um, to see him do a like an action film, like a non-comedy role. I would mm. absolutely consider Nobody to be a comedy movie. Um, like it's very clearly like a spoof of John Wick, and like in parts it's very silly of a spoof as well. So I definitely call it a fucking comedy. But it's a it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. I was a bit surprised, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a very schlocky action film, like a because obviously they it's a, sold it. Like the trailers are all like, "What if a normal man, but John Wick?" Yeah, so I mean, it's it, he is basically just John Wick. <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil the movie, but like, he is basically just John Wick. Like, it, the the movie really is just John Wick again. Um, What's but this like, just, nobody, nobody. Oh, I saw I saw a clip from that. Who's in it again? The fucking um, Saul Goodman guy. Yeah, uh, fuck. His name is I can't think it's of it Bob right now. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, that's him. the one. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's great in it. He's he does a lot of his own stunts. Um, I'm sure not all of them. Um, and they're they're not as like over the top as some action movies would be. Obviously, because he's an older guy. But he you know he does well. He's good in the role. He's entertaining. It's I think the movie's only like 90 minutes long or something. It's good. I, it, I saw the fight scene I saw on YouTube looked pretty rad. Not gonna lie, had a little bit of a kind of. Uh, but you know those two Punisher movies that um, was it Denzel Washington did? Uh, Denzel Washington was oh, the Punisher. No, you're thinking of the Equalizer. The Equalizer, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fairness, Denzel Washington as the Punisher would be pretty cool too, wouldn't it? Yeah, you fucking rad. Was the Equalizer? Is that the, in the second one? He like just lives in a nice community, and like for like the first half of it, he's just punishing people who do graffiti and stuff. Yeah. And, and then the plot only starts in like the second half of the movie. Yeah, that's also nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, it's it's a very good movie. I liked it a lot. I, I've I've been on kind of like a streak lately of watching, <laughs> watching like okay to pretty good movies, um, because I'm sticking to a formula where if movies over two hours, I'm not I'm not watching it. Sorry, I'm a lot sure. of made for TV, I'd say then. Yeah, there's a lot of like you know smaller smaller budget movies i i'm mm. i'm just so burned on like super long hollywood films and every film is like fucking 18 hours long now so i'm just taking a taking a step back and i'm watching more fun movies for the minute um, if you're looking except, hey if you look if you're looking for a place to sleep at the moment though a cinema is the place to go social distancing measures still in place 18 hour movies i mean fair. that's fair where where else is where else is someone gonna let you stay for 18 hours with the heat on hey or, if you're uh if you're fighting with the missus you're fighting with the missus, go buy a ticket for fucking Spider-Man or whatever. That's a nice three-hour nap. <laughs> Comfortable shares and everything. Fuck. Mm. But yeah, I, you know, I, I was on a streak of watching some good movies. And then last night, <clears throat> the streak unfortunately ended because we put on some thriller movie. I can't remember what it was called. And 25 minutes in, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> this movie has to, has to get turned <laughs> off. But one of the characters in it, one of the main characters, was one of the main characters of P.S. I Love You. And when I seen that, because he looked familiar, um, I was thinking, like, who the fuck was he in P.S. I Love You? And then, like algorithms do, it threw up P.S. I Love You <laughs> for the movie. So I was like, fuck it, let's watch it. I remember every fucking actor in that film nearly. And I remembered zero of the actual plot or anything that happens. 
The only thing I remembered was that uh, Jared Butler has the worst fucking Irish accent of all time. And I swear to God, they must have tried really hard to get Colin Farrell for that role. There's no <laughs> fucking way they didn't. Insane, like. Um, but yeah, this, who, this who was the guy? In, who was the guy who was in both movies? Uh, he's I can I can't remember his name. It's it's uh, it's Daniel something or thing. He's the bartender that uh that uh Hillary Swank falls in love with through the movie. Um, but he looks like identical. In fairness, like one movie was filmed 15 years after the other, and he looks the same. He just has a beard now. So he's held up pretty well. I'll give him that. Oh, it's a uh, Jeffrey Dean something. Jeffrey Dean. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's, no, the, no. that's the love interest in P.S. I love you. I mean, I don't know what happens in P.S. I love you, but no, no, sure no. He's, he's not the love interest. He's the like fling. The love interest is the bartender in in New York, and then they realize that like, oh no, we absolutely not meant to be a couple. Let's never talk about this kiss ever again. Oh. See? You don't remember the movie either. I remember uh, nothing of it. I remember the very ending. I remember like the ending is like, yeah, maybe maybe we could fall in love. Who knows? So I was assuming <laughs> that's who you were talking about. I don't fucking remember there being a bartender in it at all. I don't remember anyone's job in it. I go to movies to forget about work. I don't want to know anyone has a job in a movie. <laughs> also, if, I see, I just... if I see James Bond in a movie, I assume that's a passion. I don't think he's getting paid for that at all. Also, I is uh, I uh, I forgot that Jared Butler dies ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> I completely forgot that was the whole plot of it. And the movie started, and then he was dead, and I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot what happens in this." I literally who's don't fucking, remember. Who's gonna fucking carry this movie now? <laughs> Not him and his Irish accent. I'll tell you that much. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that's what I've been doing lately. Just watching watching a bunch of fun movies. You know, watching just just low 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 uh, low stakes minimal amount of time sort of suck out of my life movies and i've been enjoying it it's good i i've done the opposite by accident where the last movie i watched was that netflix uh, documentary the tinder swindler which yeah i saw the title and i was like i bet this is going to be like you know hour hour 15 yeah it's going to be you know <laughs> fairly clear what happened straight away blah 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 fucking hell i was so stressed watching that movie because i was so <laughs> invest i was so horrified by what was happening and then I, <laughs> and then i was so invested in justice being done that i was trying to relax and by the end i was more tense than i was when i started <laughs> especially because it, it was real and it involved people you know getting into debt and the prospect of real debt made me so anxious I was like, I was thinking, these people, their housing deposits fucked. They'll never, they'll never be able to put down a deposit. <laughs> it is, it is weird to think about like how quick some people will just like hand over every penny they have. Yeah, no, so like, I, I don't want to spoil um, too much of the movie, but the basic principle behind it is about this, um, this con fella, this con man, and these women who who he steals money from, but like. You know, it, you hear people telling the stories, and it does not like match your experience. He says, "Yeah, I, I only need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so I went down and took out a loan at you know the bank, and I sent it all to him." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I, if my mother asked me for that, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, like, so it's weird, right? So, like, one of the things that I really, really hate seeing is you know when like people get like they they get conned out of their life, like lonely people get conned out of their life savings, and they like don't really have kids or they have like maybe a kid and like they're adults and they're fully grown and they're gone away with their own family and stuff. Yeah. When there's people that like are have like had extreme loneliness taken advantage of, like that's really upsetting. Like that's that's a that's a horrible story. 
But you still kind of think like, man, I don't know how fucking lonely I'd need to be to just give someone a hundred thousand pounds of cash. Like that seems insane to me that like I've saved, you know, six figures in pure cash because I didn't have all of like the the family expenses over my life. So I've been able to like accrue this kind of wealth. And then I just like hand it off to someone. I'm like, oh shit, I can't believe they'd run away. It's like, of course they're going to run away. My deepest dream is that I become friends with an old person who's secretly wealthy and has no children. And then when they die, they leave me all their money. <laughs> I think I think I think you want to be a con man. No, I I, I want, I'll be friends with them throughout their life and I'm not gonna like kill him or anything i'll be a good friend i just my dream is that i benefit tremendously at the end of it all you know that reminds me of uh so you know uh you know how george did you ever hear that story about with george clooney and his when he gave like the million dollars to all of his close friends no so george clooney like when he when he was like made it big and um, basically like, brought all of his like very close friends that had supported him over for like a dinner and he gave them a million dollars like he handed them a million dollars to like thank them for like being there for him and that kind of stuff, you know, having his back, you know, the, the friendships they have, that kind of stuff, which is like an incredible story because like, you know, I think people a lot of the time really over exaggerate how wealthy like entertainers are like even like really high earning entertainers have only gotten like disgustingly rich in the past like decade. Like Disney has really ruined like pay scales for Hollywood. But I always thought that was such a cool story. I was like, you know, he gave away a lot of money. And obviously he was still kept enough for himself to be, you know, more than comfortable. But he gave away a lot of money. That's substantial money to give to people. You know, it's a pretty big chunk of his uh of his of his net worth. Like that's that's a very, very generous thing to do. And now, like, as time goes on, that story becomes <laughs> so much so much less like generous to me because you read things like oh yeah george clooney had like a tequila company he invested in and they sold a hundred thousand cases so he sold the company for a billion dollars it's like well fuck off <laughs> yeah fucking, um, there's a john krasinski's good news thing yeah the minimum yeah. investment turned into millions of fucking dollars for i yeah. think he i don't i think he backed out of that out of the shitstorm. Um, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad people could be shamed away from capitalism. Yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure there was a lot of like weighing the options of are we going to do this or not. Like, is it worth the like the reputation going down the drain for this kind of cash? And I think they decided like, okay, let's to step back here and <laughs> and not do it. So I it didn't go through in the end. But yeah, that's, the George that's why it's so important for us that we establish straight away. We'll sell out immediately to whoever comes knocking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Unethical no, podcast. No one can be disappointed. The Unethical Podcast sent me 10 euro when I was away. I bought a single cocktail and I said, yeah, fuck it. You can be all over the podcast. Where's my three euros? Yeah. 24 cents. I'm rounding up. Guys, I've been out of the country. I haven't had a chance to give you your cut. It'll be there. We'll find it. Next episode is just going to be us threatening you for the entire (laughs) entire. It'll be there just in time for you to pay your taxes. No, that was part of the deal. Oh. It was a deal purely in our favor. They're going to promote our podcast. They gave us a tenner. It was good stuff. Cool. I really, I really, I really schmoozed. I really schmoozed the deal in there. I, d- I did well. <laughs> I tell you, I wasn't just on holiday. I've been grafting. I have a lot of stuff in the works. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff that's that uh, hopefully was supposed to have changed by today. And you know that typical to this to this uh, 
podcast level of luck, it's not going to happen. But in the future, <laughs> there will be a lot of changes coming up that are for the better. Like the fact I don't have dog shit audio anymore. How's, <laughs> how's that? I have a question, right? Go. How come Firefox is using more memory than Discord is now on the computer? Um, a lot of those browsers are just super fucking bloat heavy and they just suck up memory. I Chrome mean, is probably like the worst. Yeah, Chrome is probably the worst fucking app of all time for the amount of memory it uses. I, I PC is like um, barely running. Yeah, you, you, have to, you have to go in and delete fucking <laughs> delete fucking everything. I Warhammer three came out the other day and it's one hundred and twenty gigs and I have a tiny little SSD, so yeah. I had to like download those programs that show you where everything's being stored. And fucking Chrome had occupied uh, forty gigs on my laptop. Yeah. Uh, but even after that. Even a lot of it's just like cash out. and shit. Like it's, yeah. I have to go and just delete it all. Yeah, and even when you clear that out, like it'll improve it, but it'll still be such a fucking like memory suck. Like your yeah. RAM will just get demolished by it. Um, I had Chrome on in the background one day with a, with a Twitter feed running, and I was also exporting a video, mm. and the video I was exporting was using like a third of the fucking RAM that Chrome wanted to run a fucking web page. <laughs> like the fucking insane stuff. Like just nuts. But why why haven't we been why haven't we been presented with a, a web browser that can like I don't know just like stop all that bullshit? Um, I think it's because most web browsers suck, and we just decided that you know what, fuck it, you're either a Firefox boy or a Chrome boy, and and we're out now, we're out of the game. Huh? Like, is Microsoft Edge any good at it? No, I wouldn't say so. Well, I mean, it's good. At, like, it's probably good in the fact that it doesn't do anything, so it can't use much memory. I feel like Edge this thing has this laptop has eight or... gigs, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and it's still like there, eight gigs and a solid drive, and it's still chugging away. Like it can barely make, it can barely run. Yeah, Firefox probably uses seven of those <laughs> for your fucking email, like up on one page and Twitter on the other. Like you use seven gigs. And um, does anyone have a topic, or will I bring up mine? Well, I, okay. I have one, but you can go first. Okay, that's very unfortunate. I was really bluffing there. I was hoping someone would jump in. <clears throat> so, Mr. Stephen took over the podcast. He'd come back in again, but I guess I, I'm just going to have to go for it. Uh, this, Did you uh, want me to bring What do you guys think topic? about uh, pens? No, I have, a, <laughs> I have an actual, I have an actual uh, topic this week. I want to know... I was getting excited about pens. <laughs> I want to know what your guys' inconvenient superpower is. So... Everyone has this fucking thing that just inconveniences them constantly. There's nothing they can do about it. Just it's just it's just you have to accept it and just this is my life. And I just had this is this is forever. And I can't ever get a fucking order right. I'm very clear. I, I'm not very picky, but somehow, and you guys have both been there multiple times. If I order something at a restaurant or a cafe or online, somehow they'll fuck it up on me. Oh, so and it's not your fault, you're saying. It's not it's no, not like but you it's can't just, remember the order. No, it's but it's just it just happens. And now I have to deal with this and it happens forever. It's it's just like some fucking ability that leaks out of me and ruins my fucking life. You guys have been there, you know. I, I said, Can I have a chicken burger a few months back? They brought out spicy chicken wings that weren't even on the menu. Figure That's that fucking stuff enough. out. Like not even on the menu and they brought it out. So figure that one out. I've I've been out and I've asked for an americano and handed me a latte. Not even the same fucking thing. One is just water. <laughs> I was out with Eva one time, and someone came over with a macaroni and cheese burger, which was just a burger dripping with macaroni and cheese. 
Um, and it's like, I, this wasn't even close. That like, how did you, terrible. how did you hear that? First of all, and like, normally I'll admit I'm the first one to kind of go, you know what? I'm just going to accept this. And that's my order that I'm fine. I'll eat the spicy chicken wings, whatever. Who cares? I don't really care that much. <laughs> um, that particular case though, was where I was like, eh, I'm lactose intolerant. I'll fucking die. If I eat this thing, I, I, I really have to apologize. I really have to send this back. You're not and lactose that- intolerant. You fucking liar. Me? Yes, ma'am. Are you? Since when? A long time. The first I fucking heard of it. We're terrible (laughs) best men. (laughs) But last goes for a long time. I guess it's just never come up. Well, it's not. Well, that's why I don't use milk in protein powders and stuff. That's why I use water. Steve spiking your beer with milk at the wedding. Were you not flat out on white Russians with this? The last one of the last times we were drinking together. No, no, that was that was a New Year's one time several years ago and like that fucks me up bad but like you know sometimes you just gotta accept it you know if it's a if it's a 25 degrees out man i'm having an ice cream and i know it's good i know this isn't a good idea you and me went to a new year's party with, in shane fitzpatrick's house yeah and, and you let me buy two liters of milk for white russians without saying oh sorry i'm lactose intolerant it's what you wanted to drink so i said fuck it let's go let's make some white russians motherfucker <laughs> we could have made anything else yeah but you liked the white russians didn't you we had a good night I don't remember. See? <laughs> <laughs> so it was worth it in the end. We were all good. I bought a whole two like would it not have Did you not look at like what the did you not look at the big two liter jug of milk and say to yourself, I want no part of this, Stephen, don't get that two liter jug of milk. No, I looked at it and went, you know what? This isn't gonna go well for me, but I love a white Russian, so let's fucking go. Also we had if you we remember oat, properly. We could have had oat milk white Russians. First of all, Sounds oat milk cool. didn't it? Oat milk wasn't created at the time. Don't start this shit. This is when it was one type of milk and there was malt. And that's your only two choices. This must have been New Year's 2014 or 2015. Yeah, there was no oat You're milk telling in me the there wasn't country at that milk. point. There wasn't oat milk. No. They were all commercially was... available. What are you talking about? No, you, no, You have to remember no. that was before we entered the European Union. So it was there was a much more limited <laughs> supply. <laughs> no no listen all this bougie shit has only really come to the forefront in the last like five years and now it's out of control it's, you it's know? only come to now, the forefront since you've moved to Ranala. is that what you're trying to say no i don't <laughs> i don't order this stuff back when i lived in blanche i never saw oat milk <laughs> we were in blanche we were in town besides also Stephen, if you don't remember we had 10 minutes to get drink and get out of there because we were very late getting to the off license so we just grabbed shit and left <laughs> um yeah, but that's 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 my thing. It just happens everywhere I go. Can't fucking avoid it. It's just I just have to accept that I'm probably not going to get whatever I asked for, and that's just that's just going to happen. And um, do you guys have anything similar? Yeah, I would say I am an expert in being replied to in an email much much too late. So <laughs> so I in the last week alone have uh, gotten emails back from your stag where I'd email people being like, oh, we're looking to book, you know, in, in was it early November, wasn't it? No, it was early November, uh, October, around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're looking to book uh, go-karting or um, uh, salt course. Just, you know, I was sending emails around everywhere just to see what there was and how much it would cost. And I, you know, these were emails I was sending well in advance to, to you know, to plan. So I think I, think I emailed everyone in June, you know, or May. And I got I've in the last week I've gotten three emails back and like, <laughs> sorry, um, are you still planning on this? Here's our rates. That's you know it. what? 
forward them to me and we'll go for your stag full if circle they, if they hadn't fucking gotten back to me if they gotten back to me in september it would have been too late <laughs> in february when you're already married it's a bit too problem so i think this is probably coupled with my super weakness you know my kryptonite which is calling people on the phone which, oh yeah which terrifies me so i have to send emails and then just wait and hope that uh, that they come back to me but i've i've gotten emails back from um i've got emails i sent during my phd to archives back years later being like yeah we do have that file and it's great it would have been fucking fabulous to know that in 2017 (laughs) yeah yeah you're not alone on the phone thing i think outside of me and steven i don't know anyone that likes using the fucking telephone to make a call um to the point where i called you once then one singular time i was telling i I was telling earlier about this the other day yeah (laughs) because she put me onto her dad and she was like why did you go so pale when i when i handed you the phone (laughs) yeah yeah i called you i think we were we were trying to organize some kind of recording or something one day years ago it wasn't even that i I think you were just visiting i think you were just coming over like it was was super casual it was just like hey i'm around are you free yeah maybe maybe i think i think we had like a prior plan or something i just i think it was easier for me to call just to make sure but uh yeah, I called and like <laughs> you acted as if like I had given you some kind of fucking code word and I was being held by a mob or something. No, I genuinely like, expected terrible news. I expected you to say something what? like, "Hey, listen, so Stephen's been hit by a car, or I'm in the hospital with him now." So I just, if someone calls, I assume it's super important, and that means you know something bad has happened. <laughs> and it doesn't help that my father will call and then if he doesn't get through won't assume I'm doing something else we'll assume oh he mustn't have heard it and then we'll call like five more times so when you check your phone you five missed calls from your parents and you're like oh great some auntie is dead no he's just like did you watch the match last night fucking disgraceful <laughs> <laughs> oh I just I don't get what's, what the, I don't get what the what the fear is though like what's the what, what are you worried about it's not a fear anxiety. of the call it's not a fear of the call itself you know and I, like I'm I'm fine you know, talking to people. <laughs> I'm not a shut-in. Um, it's just the internal hierarchy of importance. So if you tell yourself calls are for super important things, then when you get a call, you're immediately like, why the fuck is this so important? And similarly, if you call someone, you're going to be wondering, are they going to like answer the phone and be like, what the fuck is causing you to call me? Like, what's the emergency that you need right now relating to go-karting? I mean, I understand that fear because that's how you do answer the phone. So I can see why you would expect others to answer the phone that way. <laughs> I'm I just, normally I, very, very polite. I just, I was so certain that something terrible had happened when you called me. I just, I just, I was trying to confirm plans. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm never going to call Dan again. I'm just going to text. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's it. That's the last time I'll call. <laughs> and that was like fucking five years ago. I, think I, I haven't I called since. Want- I called you once to prove to myself I could do it, and there was just like a <laughs> silence of like ten seconds. Of, Hello, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> it was in that yeah, moment I realized I was my father. <laughs> Did you see the match last night? It was terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you kept telling me you didn't like football, and I just didn't listen to you. I just kept telling you about why we needed to sign a central defender. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Do you have any major inconveniences in your life that happen too often? Uh. Back back in the summer when I was still cycling to work, work in uh, one of the courthouses in the city centre, um, I forgot my bike lock and had nowhere to look. So to go to a bike shop that happened to be on the way and buy a bike lock. And then uh, I locked it around my handlebars in a particular way. <laughs> and lost the key. 
Uh, <laughs> it isn't a superpower. It's just this really annoying thing that I'm stuck with now, and I just haven't got around to cutting <laughs> to removing it. No, and I'm gonna have to like buy a bolt cutters or borrow a bolt cutters to do it. Probably. <laughs> Actually, I just I've just remembered as well that I've left my bike by the, I left my bike by the train station on Wednesday, and I haven't gone and picked it up. It's probably well, I'd love, that's okay. I'm sure I, someone else has picked it up for you. I, I love that suspense when you've left your bike somewhere. You're like, who knows if it's there when I go back? Is there any say. meaningful difference between it being there four yeah. days and five days in terms of stealing likelihood? Yeah, and, and it's at the stage where you're like, you know, if someone's taken it away, I'm going to be more ignored about the loss of the lock because that, that bike has been quite annoying to me for a while. I've to fix the saddle on it. I'd be more annoyed if that, if that bike has been robbed. The two things I'm most annoyed about are the the good quality racks that I brought for the front and back of it, and the lock. The rest of it is just a it's just a beater. I don't like the frame. It's not that comfortable to cycle, and the the saddle at the moment is flopping about the place. Don't like it that much. I'd be quite you happy deliberately left it there. No, I'd be quite happy to get, just get another one, but I just want those racks back. Are you uh, are you like me where? I refuse to get, even if I'm using something regularly that I can't fucking stand. Maybe it's broken or maybe I just don't like it. I refuse to stop using it until I can't use it anymore. Yep. Like this, this thing can be covered in fucking glue and tape and I'm going to keep using it. 100%. Until like, until I finally have an excuse where I'm like, ah, oh, if only this thing was just slightly more broken, I'd fucking knock it on the stairs. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. Guess I better go buy it. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is. I need to, I need to start giving up on things more. I'm too fucking. I'm too fucking stubborn when it, like I don't need. I'm. 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 I'm almost thirty years old. If my fucking phone won't make phone calls anymore and has to be plugged in every twenty minutes and the Wi-Fi doesn't work and the camera only works if I hold it at a ninety degree angle, it's okay for me to buy a fucking phone. I don't know why I do this to myself. I just punish myself for no reason. <laughs> it's the hangover from the early twenties. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting around drinking fucking protein water, but I refuse to fucking buy something that'll improve my life dramatically. It is interesting. Living with inconveniences. The new things that come into your life, you're like, yeah, that's fine. That's, I can afford that expense. But, like, the old <laughs> habit stuff, you're like, no, there's no way I could afford to, I don't know, um, get a subscription. I, I, like, I refuse to get subscriptions to, like, Apple Music or anything like that because I still have the mindset of when I was in my <laughs> early 20s. Mm. But at the same time, I'll drop, like, fucking you know 60 euros on warhammer 3 with no no second thoughts yeah well that's that's uh that's one of my bad habits with money is that like i'll i'm a fucking demon for buying video games like a fucking demon and the problem is that i don't have time to play any of these <laughs> so i'll get suckered in and be like you know what uh, 64 euro is a great price because normally it's 66 so i better buy it now and then, like, 18 months later, I finally play it, and it's been, like, five euro for the last year. And it's like, yeah, it was worth it, though. I bought it at that good price. I had to stop myself this year. I gave myself a rule that I'm only allowed to buy one game a month. And if it crosses over to a new month and I'll be buying a game, that's it. I've lost it. It doesn't stack. It's just out. I uh, definitely, like... I definitely need to get over the thing where you like the concept of a game, and you buy it, and then you don't play it through. Or you play like five minutes. You're like, I, I've gotten the idea of it now. And you know, it doesn't matter that I spent 50 quid on this. That's, I'm going to uninstall it, reinstall Warhammer and get back to what I know. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, think, I think that's kind of fine, though. I, I think like if you, well, I guess, I guess if you don't get your money's worth out of it. But I suppose getting your money's worth out of something is subjective anyway. 
Oh no, I definitely don't get my money's worth out of it. I'm not under no I'm under no illusions about the amount of uh, <laughs> the amount of waste from this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm the same fucking way. But I've stopped myself. I'm being an adult this year. I'm getting my affairs in order. <laughs> I'm stopping my money from being being gone. Oh. Uh-huh. What how how do you get your affairs in order? Well, I just I call up all my side pieces and I just organize better times of the week to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't shout make that out, joke. That's... Shout out to our number one listener, Aoife. Yeah, that's gonna get me in trouble. That's uh, <laughs> she's gonna hear this next week at some point, and <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna have to delete that part of it. The... I'll delete the episode before she gets to it. But this episode will actually only be live until Thursday, and then it's gone. And <laughs> then I'm wiping it from the I'm wiping it from online. This episode will self-destruct in three. Two, one. I guess that technically, I guess that technically means we owe a fiver back to the unethical podcast because we're limiting the amount of uh, exposure they get. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap up, does anyone else have anything today? Just remember to wrap up. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Here in this podcast, we care about the elderly and the frail. <laughs> I don't know who else is at risk from the cold. Lava people. Oh, I went straight for, for condoms. Unplanned pregnancies myself and the cold. Yeah, yeah. You see, oh, I thought the cold. There's, All there's right. inclement weather and and a perennial risk of unplanned pregnancies, STIs. And, uh, fucking met air and being like, urinary, tra- urinary tract infections. That, that works. The yeah, fucking I mean, we, weather forecast. And, uh... and of course, you're as likely as ever to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, me and heavy you went go- to uh, heavy falls me- of gonorrhea this weekend. Oh Jesus! <laughs> me and you went to safe sex, Stephen, and Dan immediately was like, "I better wear a hat. It's chilly outside." <laughs> <laughs> Which shows that Dan has no concern for condom usage. Dan just free balls him constantly. How I live my life is no concern of you. <laughs> it's like Russian roulette every time. Yeah. How many bullets are in the chamber? All right. And we have anything else or we start wrapping up? Catch on the flippity flop. That's it. Okay. This has been episode 43 of Morning Brew. I, have, I of declare course, this Jeff. episode adjourned. <laughs> I don't get to say my name. I've been, well, I guess we're over. Check out Unethical Podcast. Follow us on socials. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>